Hello, everyone. This is Anna Bowman speaking to you from across the radio waves. I don't know. I thought you were going to say from across the table from me, and then you were going to like let me say my name. But Missed opportunity. But across the radio waves, here's the, Anna. The radio waves? The radio waves. <laughs> this has been my favorite start to an, an episode thus far. Yeah, it was pretty good. You said you were just going to say hello, and then you said well, hello, everyone. Well, you said so just kind. say hello, and then I'll start talking. <laughs> so I'm like, no, that's can't, not an can't intro. Can't do that. Can't do that. Anyways, my uh, name is Becky Friesen. That is true. We are here in the basement of my well not of my house no in my apartment yeah it just so happens to be yep. a basement there are three present with us yeah yeah because there's a baby in my belly yeah if this is the first time you're hearing it go back to stories with ryan when i announced that i was pregnant and then stories with scott whenever i announced that I'm ha- we're having a little baby girl it's so exciting. So good. And then go follow us on socials to watch the hilarious video of me finding out. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yep. That was good. It that was, was good. crazy. That day, Becky also gave me this keychain um, to put on my keys, obviously. Um, and it's, um, as you all know, I'm obsessed with unicorns. And so it's like other ants and it's just like a normal looking unicorn and then it's like no it's just a normal horse no. i think oh okay yeah just a normal horse and like then it's no, like no you as an ant and it's like it's like a unicorn basically pole dancing <laughs> yeah <laughs> which, which i <laughs> realize is like so <laughs> okay but it's kind of funny it's so and I just added it to my keychain oh, like, just last week because for the longest time it was like hidden in my bag because yeah. I didn't want anyone to find it and be like, who gave you this? Like before other people yeah. knew. And yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm excited to be that aunt for your little baby. Yeah. It's going to be good. Oh yeah. Just uh, a couple, couple short months. Yep. I am seven months pregnant right now Crazy. or 28 weeks. However you count it. I count so it in like, months because I don't know the weeks thing. Yeah. They only, the people say that you're pregnant for nine months, but 40 weeks is also like full term, mm-hmm. but 40 weeks is not nine, nine months. months. Hmm. Anyways, it's 10 months. Fun fact. Yeah. So Kaleo. however that works. Yep. So I'm 28 weeks or seven months or whatever the heck you want to say. Actually, no, I'm 29 weeks today. <laughs> and I think, I don't even know what the baby, what the size of the baby what size is. What the baby is? Maybe I can look quick. It was like, it was a box of like a, a full box of saltine crackers <laughs> last week yeah have we talked about how you're measuring it in snack foods i don't know everyone measures it in fruits and vegetables but and i'm like, like that's boring foods. snacks is the way to go yeah uh baby freezing is as big as a gallon of ice cream <gasps> <laughs> that's my favorite one mate that might be that's better than the sour patch of, that's kind of huge that's fantastic Anyways, I I feel pregnant. There so was there fun. was one week where um the the little girl was we didn't know it was a girl at the time, yeah. but <laughs> she was the size of a, a sour patch kid. I think they just called it a sour gummy though. Yeah, but, but I was like a no sour patch, sour patch kid, kid because yeah, she's a kid obviously. and like the missed opportunity. Yeah. And so I just have been calling her like I just text Becky and say, How's the sour patch kid? Yeah. And uh, now she's I might just call her that. Like that might just be my nickname for her. That's good. <laughs> She'll probably love it. Oh yep. man. It's yep. good. Very good. Um well, tell us some things, Becky. Okay. I want to tell you about Scott. Yep. So Scott is the guy who is from 
stories with Scott. That's how it works. <laughs> yep. Um, he's a wonderful human, and his birthday was yesterday, which is was not, not yesterday. the yesterday of yeah. today. Um, <laughs> uh, it's September 11th, and so uh, we hung out, and we had ice cream, played games, whatever. Um, and so he... Uh, Heather made him do this thing, which is called a rose bud and thorn of like your year for your birthday or whatever. Which I had never heard of. Yeah. And she says she's in ministry. <laughs> I feel like it's such a ministry thing. Let's go around the circle. Yeah. It's like a rose and a thorn. Have you never heard of that? Yes. Okay. But not like for your year. Anyway. So people anyway. do it for their years, for their birth yeah. years, whatever. Um, so uh, Heather had not already asked him. Not their birth years, but their birthday. No, their years at, on their birthday. Anyway. They don't remember what the um, thorn and the rose and the bud was in their no. first year of life. Uh, poopy diaper. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, so Scott was sharing his rose and I made a joke and I was like joining our small group because like our small yeah. group has been pretty sweet. And he was like, well, yeah but like that wasn't actually my rose and I was like oh okay and then he said that his rose for the year was being on the podcast so cute and I almost cried because yeah. I'm pregnant but also <laughs> like I, it was very so sweet. sweet um but it was like so exciting because he was like yeah like just reflecting on the goodness of the Lord mm. in his life and being able to share that was like really impactful for his year and so that was really exciting that is so if you want to have a rose like Scott come and be on our podcast <laughs> It's not like a bachelor situation where we will give you a rose. Yeah. It's metaphorical. <laughs> yeah, a metaphorical. Obviously. Yeah, metaphorical right? rose. That's oh, how it works. Man. Very yep. good. Well, fun That's fact so time. good. Yeah, go for it. Um, I returned not just recently, but like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, kind of recently. Yeah, kind of recently. Um, from a mission trip to Switzerland, Yay. which was amazing. And everyone's probably like, oh, wow, Switzerland. But it's because there was a <laughs> conference there and we were helping run the conference for missionaries um, and their families. And I got to oversee the kids program for the week. And it was the best mission trip I've ever been on. Those kids, like, I love kids. You guys know that. But these kids like weaseled their way into my heart not even weaseled just like uh, immediately like I just love the, them the door to your heart is yeah. just wide it's open. wide open it's <laughs> yeah. true and like I <laughs> at least for kids I get attached to kids like easily but like this group was just so special yeah and I've literally thought about them every single day since returning Aww. and it like breaks my heart that I don't know if I'll ever see them again. So yeah. yeah, I just pray for them regularly, but it was a really fantastic trip. So if you want to hear more about it, I will gladly sit down over a cup of hot chocolate and tell you about it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a good time. It was. Yes. Yeah. With your fun fact. Okay. I will. Um, uh, week 27 of my pregnancy was mm. the worst week of my pregnancy, but mm -hmm. then thankfully week 28 got better. But the reason why it was the worst was because I had, um, I, I was playing a game where I would wake up in the morning and I would say, where does Becky hurt today? <laughs> Anyways. Um, and so everything seemed to be going wrong. I'm okay now and it's fine. But my feet had these two like 
absolutely horrendous blisters on them that started out by feeling like they were just like splinters. Oh. And like I was just a splinter on one foot and I kept looking. I was like, is there a splinter that I can take out? And I never saw anything. Then I woke up the next day and it was on the other foot, like on both feet. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this definitely is not a splinter. No. Because... They wouldn't How? be like on both. Just feet. rubbing your feet on wood, like yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, my feet were like killing me. I literally had to like not like it felt like my whole heel was bruised. So I couldn't even wear my Birkenstocks because like everything hurt. And I was I have Crocs that I got back in December, but they're slipper Crocs. Right. And I some pregnant ladies like are really cold when they're pregnant right i am not one of those i like i feel like i'm just hot all the time it's also been a hot summer yeah and that week i think was the week of like all the sweaties yep sweaty (laughs) i've never said that before in my life but like every day was just a sweaty day (sighs) um all the sweaties (laughs) um anyways so i was like i want to wear these crocs because they're comfy but i can't because my feet are just gonna sweat and it's just gonna be awful because i'm gonna overheat um anyways all this to say i convinced jonathan to let me buy crocs that didn't have the slipper part in them Um, everyday crocs (laughs) yeah and they're like a corally watermelon type color i love them um they i love them too they're so wonderful and uh you could get free shipping after a certain price yeah but i was like ten dollars off that price yeah but shipping was like ten dollars yeah so i was like either i'm spending ten dollars on shipping or i'm gonna spend ten dollars in giblets on getting stuff don't don't ask me i have no idea i guess giblets are the things in a turkey so gibbets anyways whatever those things are called um so i spent ten dollars on those (laughs) and now i have cool crocs i meant to and i didn't pay shipping (laughs) i meant to ask you what they i wanted to look at them when you came in but then we got talking Uh, what are they i so i bought six Mm -hmm. five were in a pack and Mm -hmm. one was on its own Mm -hmm. because i wouldn't be able to live with myself if one foot had three and the other had two i support that um and so i bought a five pack of the office i knew it yeah when you walked in i was like those are office yeah so a five pack of the office uh themed things yeah and then one of just like the office logo like that the the, like bathroom sign type thing like the office logo so there's like the the office logo is one i have uh the stapler and jello is one Mm -hmm. um one that says the party planning committee Mm -hmm. which is so fun um one of dwight's head that says false um one that says shroot shroot farms Mm -hmm. and then it says People love beets. <laughs> and then one that says, or one that's a Dundee. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, that's amazing. yeah, I love, I love this. That. So I have three on each foot. Two so of them good. fell off today at work, but I found them and I put them back on. <gasps> oh my goodness. I was like, this has been my fear since I've gotten them. <laughs> Anyways, so. Uh, but that's my story. So cool. I have Crocs and my feet are happy now. Um, I've kind of just like, deci- like I've never thought that, Okay, I don't want to offend people, but I'm in the boat now. But, like, I've never thought that Crocs were, like, really yeah. nice-looking shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not. They kind of ruin every outfit I wear, yep. I feel. Um, but, but I'm so also, in. like, I'm doing it. Yep. Yeah. And I know I'm the exact same way as you. I've, like, when Crocs first were a thing, like, when we were in, like, what, grade, like, six, seven, maybe? Seven, yeah. And, like, somewhere around there. I was, like, Why? Like yeah. why? And the the charm things were like a yeah. thing, and it's just all come back around oh, it's again. So like has. it's so weird. Yeah. But I'm actually like, I want a pair. 
I mean, I was like, it's not worth it. But then I and got them like, and now I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm on. I'm, I'm in, a believer. I'm in the bandwagon. Yeah. Like I really am. Yep. And I'm so happy. And like, <laughs> it feels so embarrassing. Cause like if I try and wear like a cute, like semi-professional outfit to work. Right. But I'm also like, I want to wear my Crocs today. <laughs> it instantly makes it casual. Yeah. And then I feel like an idiot when I walk up to a parent and I say, hi, how are you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So good. No, I'm like, it. don't feel like I'm an wearing idiot. Crocs. But if I'm ever pregnant, I will literally look like a slob the entire time <laughs> i'm just telling you right now just wait till after the baby's born yeah. then maybe slob yeah. i mean i feel like a slob half the time but but then maybe like full-on slob becky's gonna yeah. come out <laughs> yeah oh, no dear. flash we'll keep, photography we'll keep, please we'll keep you posted <laughs> yeah. everyone on the the process of slob becky <laughs> slob becky oh, yeah man um well, anyways that's my very long story about crocs so good yeah um i'm gonna pray and I am going to pray specifically that the Lord would speak to you and I, mm-hmm. um, and also that the Lord would speak to others because, uh, we just spent basically an hour before mm-hmm. obviously talking about podcast things, but also like talking about life. And if I'm being real, we're both coming from a week of just feeling overwhelmed week. and weak. Yeah. yeah. A week of week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and it's only I, Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. Uh, um, so I just know that you and I both need the mm-hmm. Lord. And I think that this is going to be a beautiful reminder for you and I. And mm-hmm. I want, um, I don't want to take this time for granted. Like yeah. I want the Lord to, to open our eyes to see even mm-hmm. more things than we've prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm not praying selfishly, but I'm just praying realistically. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So let's pray. Yeah. Oh, Father, thank you for today. Um, Thank you for a new day that your mercies are new mm-hmm. um, and that you just bestow on us your love and your grace and your mercy. And um, thank you for the joy that we can have in you <laughs> because of you. <laughs> thank you that on days where it feels like nothing is going well, that you are still good and you are still God. Thank you for uh, just sending your son to die on the cross for us and the penalty and the sacrifice that he made uh, when he had no reason to. He had no, he was not a sinner. He did not need to pay that penalty, but he did. And, um, and that means we don't have to. So thank you for that, Father. Um, thank you for your Holy Spirit who you send to be with us in moments of weakness. Um, thank you for... Just the time that uh, you give us in community with others. And I just pray that this time through this podcast is a time of refreshing community for anyone who listens. Um, And that you would be glorified and made known through this, Lord. And I just pray that you would be made known in our lives, in the seasons that we're going through, but also in the lives of everyone who listens and um, the seasons that they're going through. And I thank you, Father, that um, through hindsight, we can see your faithfulness because sometimes it's really hard to see your faithfulness in the right here, right now. And so we just pray, Father, that we would be able to have our eyes open to see you and that we would be able to love you more at the end of this podcast than we do right now. Um, And I thank you that you're a God that's worth loving. And uh, yeah, we just pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Bex. Um, 
Yeah, so this is a idea that God brought to my mind this past year. Um, and as I've talked before, um, I enjoy art. I, I always, I like to tell people like, oh, I'm an artist. And I've never felt like more of an imposter in my entire life than when <laughs> I say that. But it's like, I create and produce produce art so I am an artist you yes, know what I therefore. mean therefore like, therefore I'm not saying I'm professional or I get paid for it or anything but I am um an artist so um there was a at Grace we do this lady scrapbooking weekend every year it's the best weekend of my life um and this year they asked she says about literally everything <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> and it's true um and they asked me to do like the devotionals um for the week they always have someone come and like speak um and so I knew like right away that I wanted to do it on um, Isaiah 43. It's one of my favorite chapters um, in scripture and just the first couple of verses. Um, and when I do something like this, I usually, you know, like study each verse and like break it down. So there were like, you know, I did like three or four different devotionals. So I like broke down the first four or five verses, whatever it was, and like focused on one or two of them at a time. And when you're doing that, you realize when you don't actually understand scripture, you know what I mean? You're like, when you have to explain it to someone, you're like, oh, wait, what does this actually mean? Like, why is this here? Why, what do these words mean? How does this apply to my life? And so on and so forth. Um, and so that happened like right at the beginning. So um, Isaiah 43, 1b, like the second half of the verse um, says, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Yes. Fun fact about that verse before yes. you really jump into it. Um, in 2019, when I spoke at Galilee Bible Camp yes. in Ottawa, yeah. they had a song about this no verse, way. which is was so fun. So it wasn't like the theme verse of the week, but yeah. it became like the yes. theme song. Yeah. And it tied in like super well That's with like what I was cool. teaching on. Yeah. Um, and it was just so fun because it was like, fear not for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. Oh, I love that fear not anyways yeah so it that's just really cool. it's really sweet yeah um and i think that they like wrote that song oh wow like i think it was like they yes put it to music, to music. because they yeah. liked it that's so anyways, cool yeah so isaiah it's 41 a, 43 1 it's a good it's verse. a beautiful verse um it w is one of those verses that god kept bringing to me over the course of multiple years and it took me a really long time for the light bulb to go off yeah when the light bulb went off i then realized how many times it had come up previously yeah like it's the theme verse basically for the chosen um especially season one um someone from church had asked me to do like an art piece on it um like as a commissioning um for someone because you're an artist because i'm an artist and I, I did get paid for that one i guess wow um and then a lady <laughs> from church gave her testimony and like that verse was at the center of it then we did a bible study by priscilla schreier um and it came up and that's when the light bulb went off right. and all those other times it's like i had one of those flashbacks like in movies where it like showed all the times that it came up yeah and so i've now always deeply loved it um and so as i was like studying it I'm like, okay, so it starts off by like, you know, do not fear, which it says in the Bible, like over 365 times, one for every day um, of the year. And then it says, like, why? It's like, okay, why should we not fear God? And he says, for I have redeemed you. And I like paused and I was like, 
interesting because <laughs> not the verse or the reason that I was expecting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's Isaiah 41:10, the like, do not be dismayed, do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will uphold you with your with my righteous right hand. It's like with he's power with yeah, with with his righteous right <laughs> hand. It's like he's powerful. He's always with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Like in my mind, those that's are all the reasons, reasons not to fear. Exactly. That's yeah. the reason not to be afraid. But then he goes, for I have redeemed you. And I'm like, okay, I know that redemption is a good thing, but like, how does that connect to not being afraid or like being courageous or being brave or whatever it is. Right. And so I, I don't even remember, like, this was just a God thing. Like he just plopped it in my brain because yeah, like I didn't really like, do any research or anything he just like brought this analogy to my mind that I love and I've used a couple of times now in connecting me as an artist to God as an artist um and so redemption like first of all we need to define what redemption is right I think it's one of those Christianese words we use a lot and everyone's mm-hmm. like oh yeah I know what it means and then if you're like cool explain it they're like um right and part of it is like being bought at a price or being something being given value that like doesn't have value for like so to redeem a gift card right it's like it's just this piece of plastic but then you put money on it like Mm -hmm. you give value to it and then you use it like right like because it has value to it so you can buy stuff with it and so I was thinking about this and as an artist I have pieces that I have poured my like blood sweat and tears into right like that have taken me I have pieces that have taken me years to complete I have pieces that um like I'm currently sitting on a chair right now that was my grade 12 final project that I like completely painted with like marvel scenes all over it and it's like my pride and joy or like my wardrobe I think I've talked to you guys about it before like I drew with sharpie marker like all over it and I, my wonderful father, like, um, cut the bottom of it so that it would fit in my new apartment. Cause I'm like, I'm, this thing is like coming with me everywhere I go. Like it'll always be with me. Cause I love it like so much, right? Because I created it. I put so much time and effort into these pieces and I just love them so much. And yeah. I love telling people about them and explaining like the reasoning behind them and just the stories to it and whatnot. And people have asked me before, like, oh, would you ever sell your pieces? Like, and there are certain pieces that, like, you don't know until the offer comes in. But I feel like you could offer me a million dollars for this chair and I don't think I could do it. Like, I don't think I could give it up. I could paint you another one that's, like, super duper close, but not the original, right? But I don't, I don't know if I could do it because it's, like... I just very sentimental. It's so sentimental. And it's like my hands made it. Like I designed it. Like, you know what I mean? And just looking at it, I'm proud of like myself for that. And so I just love these pieces so much. And God brought to mind this idea of like, what if someone broke in like in the middle of the night and stole these pieces away? Like I've always said too, like if there was ever a fire, I think I would grab a lot of my art if I had time, right? To to get out with it. Because Mm -hmm. you can can buy back a lot lot of stuff like even like bibles like i can i can buy another bible right yeah um but art is not like that Mm -hmm. especially if you've created it and so it's like what if someone broke in and stole it and then like i would go searching for it like i would be like scouring the internet to see if they're trying to like resell it kind of thing and i don't 
like necessarily have proof that they're mine you know what i mean like like my signature is on things but like that i'm not like this famous like artist or anything so it's like you know what if i found this chair or one of my pieces and they were like yeah selling it for a million dollars or something it's like i would want to buy it back like even though i know that it's rightfully mine like i just i would want to have possession of it again right and And you would do whatever it takes and i would do whatever it takes right and it's like i would spend that money to buy it back and if that happened and I did that, I would not bring that piece home and like hide it in my closet. I would like put it in a more prominent place than it already is now. Like, and I would tell people this story and I would like talk about how proud I am of this art, but I would also protect it greatly yeah. because of what had happened to it and because I love it so much. I wouldn't just, you know, stick it somewhere and be like, you know, if something happens to it, no big deal. It's like, no, I just like put a million dollars back into this piece that was already mine right yeah. it already had so much value but then by buying it back it you had even more, more value. exactly yeah. and god brought this to mind with this idea of redemption that that is exactly who we are to god mm-hmm. he is the perfect artist he created us um it says in ephesians 2 10 that we are his masterpiece like says in um psalm 139 that we were knit together by him in our mother's womb like nothing about you is an accident like god put so much meaning behind you and creating you and the exact way that you were he's not like oh shoot she has brown hair I meant for that to be blonde you know what I mean like every intricate detail about you your personality your looks whatever it is like God created you that way for a reason Mm -hmm. um but then sin entered the world and it in a way stole us away from him right like it separated us from God um but because he loves us and cares about us and we are his he bought us back with no nothing that any amount of money could ever buy like he he bought us back with his own son's life Mm -hmm. and so he loves us so deeply and that is why it says do not be afraid do not be afraid for i have redeemed you we have zero reason to be afraid because God has bought us with the ultimate price. He's not going to let anything that he isn't a part of his plan happen to us mm-hmm. in the same way that if someone, you know, if I've purchased something for a million dollars and someone's like, can I rip this to shreds? I wouldn't be like, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, like, go I don't really care. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, no, I would never let anyone touch it. I would never like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm protecting it. And I realize like, that's who we are to God. Yeah. Like he, it just made so much sense in my brain that like he paid for us with his own son. He's not just going to throw us around. He's not going to stick us in a closet. He's not, he doesn't not care about us. Like he, we are the most precious, important thing to him. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it says, do not fear for I have redeemed you. And then I just love that it says, I have summoned you by name because I know you because I created you. Mm -hmm. I know every hair on your head. I know everything that's ever happened to you and will ever happen to you. And you are mine because I bought you at a price right and so that just blew my mind like the and and I think for me as an artist it just it it clicks even more because I know how much I love my art right yeah yeah and and that is 
minute compared to how much God loves us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I, I was so thankful that he, he brought that to mind because never, like I've always known that I don't need to be afraid because of all these different reasons. But that was the first time that that one had ever really like come up. And in my mind, it's like, there's no, like it just screams like do not be afraid like you just you don't need to be afraid right and and since giving this devotional at this weekend like I have preached this to myself like so many times Mm -hmm. because I in the moment right now telling all of you I'm like yeah Anna like you have no reason to be afraid duh I'm next week gonna be afraid of something right like and I'm gonna have to preach this to myself all over again like we should never stop preaching the gospel to ourselves we At that point, you can listen to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool, too, because like a lot of your artwork, I feel like kind of has the same vibe. Mm. Um, and I think I I think of Jean's pottery and yeah. things like that, like her mugs look like, yes. I mean, on, on purpose, they look similar to yeah. each other for the purpose of selling them and things like that. But th- I think I see pictures of like Jean's pot, Jean's mugs, yeah. Place of Grace pottery, in case yeah. you're wondering. Shout out. Um, on instagram and i instantly know as soon as i see a mug that's That's jeans mug yeah and i think the same is with the lord like he knows he's like that's mine yeah that's my kid yeah you know like and i can only imagine how proud jean is of Mm -hmm. what she's accomplished and who all loves her mugs yeah and like i can only like the lord's pride for us is just far exceeds anything that we would even feel earthly yeah and he just loves us and he's like yeah you're mine i've called you by name i've created you i've redeemed you yeah and you're mine yeah like and and there's joy in that that price that he paid is like proof it's like a receipt of his love for us you know what i mean because when i if i were to buy something and spend a lot of money on it people would just automatically know like oh she cares deeply about that thing right because yeah. of the money I was willing like yeah I like we joke about like me seeing Endgame in theaters like seven times like obviously I wanted to like I care about that movie and I wanted to see it like so yeah. desperately right that I was willing to put money into seeing it so many times like you know put your money where your mouth is kind of thing so it's like God God's price that he paid for us is like proof of how much he cares for us right yeah yeah Yeah. and I think like when you were talking about um like a stolen piece of artwork and then the price that was paid it reminded me of the story in first kings Mm. um three verses 16 to 28 I'll just read it because it kind of it works nicely as just a story to read um It says, uh, one day two women came to King Solomon and one of them said, your majesty, this woman and I live in the same house. Not long ago, my baby was born at home and three days later, her baby was born. Nobody else was there with us. One night while we were asleep, she rolled over on her baby and he died. Then while I was still asleep, she got up. Um, and took my son out of my bed and she put him in her bed and then she put the dead baby next to me in the morning when I got up to feed my son I saw that he was dead but when I looked at him in the light I knew he wasn't my son no the other woman shouted he was your son 
Um, my baby is alive. The dead baby is yours. The first woman yelled. Mine is alive. They argued back and forth in front of Solomon until finally he said, both of you say this live baby is yours. Someone bring me a sword. A sword was brought and Solomon ordered, cut the baby in half. That way you can each have half of him. Um, then it says, please do, please don't kill my son. The baby's mother screamed, your majesty. I love him very much, but I, but just give him to her. Don't kill him. Um, the other woman shouted, go ahead and cut him in half. Neither of us will have the baby. Solomon said, don't kill the baby. Then he pointed to the first woman and said, she is his real mother. I said money. (laughs) She is his real mother. Give the baby to her. And the whole idea is that the real mother yeah. was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Cause there's value in this yes. kid. Like don't kill the baby. Yeah. Just like she was more willing to give up the child yes. than have the child killed, killed. Yeah. And that's because she knew the value because she created it and yeah. she knew that it was her child. And, um, it just reminds me so much of the Lord. Like he knows our value yeah. and he respects us and loves us to the point of even giving giving us up if we needed to, but giving his son up for the sake of us. Like, I just think it's such a beautiful story of, um, just how, how love is, how, how she was selfless. She was selfless. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was more important for her child to live than for her to mother that child. Yeah. Child. Exactly. Like she did what was best for the child above what she desired right which would yeah. be to be his mother and raise yeah. him yeah and it's a sacrifice that yes is huge yeah 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 so i just love that story and i think it's so i mean it's a little morbid but like yeah but it's a beautiful story of like yeah what you will do when you love someone, someone. yeah exactly. which is exactly what the lord did because yeah. he loved us yeah. yeah yeah it's so cool and even even today on our ride home from work um, Jonathan and I were talking about, um, Kintsugi, which I think is how you pronounce it. Anyways, uh, tell it's a type of artwork, um, that stems from a story, I guess. I don't really know the story, but he told me today. Um, and he's, here's the story. I don't know. It's <laughs> like weird to just like tell a story that I'm not even sure is like the story, but it's what he said. Um, so trust Jonathan maybe. <laughs> and, and if not, don't ask me. Um, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Yeah, but he said there was this guy who was, like, trying to impress the emperor who was coming over. And um, so he bought this, like, absolutely stunning vase or vase, whatever you want to say. And um, he, like, placed it on display so that the emperor would would be able to see it. And, like, he was so excited about it. And then when the emperor came over, he was, like, staring out the window. And he was, like, so enamored by the scenery that was outside or whatever that he didn't even stop and notice the vase. And... um, he, the the guy who was hosting after the emperor left he was like so frustrated he was so mad and he like took the vase and shattered it on the ground like he just like slammed it and it broke into like a million pieces and then um he like put the pieces away somewhere and he was just mad and frustrated and he just was over it and whatever and then his daughter one day came and saw that the vase was all broken so she she went and she put it back together because she knew how important it was for the dad and how much it meant to him so she like glued it all back together and um she then put it back on display and then the emperor came back and the emperor was then so enamored by this vase that had been beautifully restored Mm -hmm. or redeemed if you will Mm -hmm. um 
to the point of such beauty that could only have happened because of its brokenness. And, um, so I, I, that is where I believe the beginning of this Kintsugi started, um, of this idea of like beauty coming through broken things. And, um, I'm pretty sure that there are people who like smash smash things Pottery in purposely. order in yeah. order to make it like this um it also strangely reminds me of a george shrinks episode did you ever watch george I shrinks i love george shrinks there was one where his dad had like oh, a yeah. really really weird instrument like he yes. always did not the didgeridoo but like the no, other one I it was like it. circular and it yes. had little yeah, yeah, yeah. things yeah and it almost like feet but then like you would blow into it and whatever yeah. and he broke it yeah he tried to put it back together um, so that his dad wouldn't know. Yeah. Anyways, it doesn't really have anything to do with this, but I thought about that today yeah. and I was like, George Shrinks, that's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, a little bit of a rabbit trail, but like the idea of having broken things be beautiful, yeah. even in the form of being created as a piece of art. Yeah. Like I think I find a lot of hope in that yes. because I don't always feel like beautiful. like beautiful yeah. i don't always feel like the lord created me and i'm yeah, beautiful and called by name you know yeah. like i sometimes feel more like a broken yeah. jar or a broken piece of pottery that's yeah. been put back together and i think that there's such joy in knowing that um the lord wants to restore us and he wants yeah. to, he will redeem us and he yeah. he's never gonna leave us just in pieces yeah um and there's there's beauty in the brokenness in the sense of that is just the reality of the world that we live in, right? Yeah. Like it's never how God intended for it to be. Like he created Adam and Eve as perfect masterpieces, right? And then through our decisions, like sin entered um, the world. But that's exactly what redemption is, right? Is yeah. it's taking something broken and restoring it. Like you can't redeem something that's already like perfect. Like that's not yeah. how it works, right? Um, and the beauty that one day we will be in his presence and be made perfect again, right? Mm -hmm. Like we will, but the beauty and the fact that it's like the already but not yet, right? Yeah. We are restored restored and redeemed redeemed. here on this earth. It's not like we accept Jesus into our life and he's like, okay, I've gathered the broken pieces and I'll just keep these until you're in heaven one day and then put them back together again. It's like, yeah. it's like we are this, um, Kintsugi like art or if you look it up, like they, they like restore it with like gold or like silver, like in between the broken pieces. It's right? really beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's not even just like a glue job. Like it's like yeah. done back together and you can see all the cracks. It's like the cracks are filled in like with gold and, and that's the beauty of our our Christian walk now here on this broken sinful yeah. planet is that we are our gaps are filled in with Christ if we allow him to do that right mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's so cool and I think like um Jonathan was even saying that like people go out of their way to buy like weathered guitars yeah like you can purchase things that are already weathered used, or yeah. already used and I think it's just so cool because there is beauty in brokenness yeah and in things that are seemingly ugly like people's bibles who are well loved and Mm -hmm. have writing all over it and falling apart like those bibles tell stories yeah like and i think it's so cool how um 
it, that doesn't necessarily take an artist to do things like that, yeah. but that there's still beauty in the, yeah. and it can be a form of aesthetic yeah. art and as I th- well. I think as well, I just realized this, like when you look at a piece of this Kintsugi um, art, it's clear that it was broken at one point. And I think yeah. that's, God wanting us to use our testimony, right? Because if we were not broken, sinful people who needed a savior, then like, like a perfect person, if there were perfect people on this planet, like you would be discouraged by them. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like, they would just be like, Oh, well just try to be like me. And it's like, well, that's impossible. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's through our brokenness and our trials and the things that have happened in our life that encourage other people. And it's the, um, first Corinthians 12, nine to 10, like boast in your weakness because God is made strong in that. Right. So if we show our visible cracks and the places where God has restored us, that tells a story, right? If Mm -hmm. we try to pretend like we're a perfect vase that's never been broken, that doesn't help anybody. You know what I mean? It's through our brokenness and it's through someone seeing it that they're going to say, Hey, what's the story there? Right. Yeah. And, and then you have opportunity to share your testimony and how God has worked through you. Because when I see these pieces that have the gold mended in between them, I'm like, Oh, interesting. Like what's that all about? Right. More so if I just see like a perfect vase, I'm like, cool of us like in the same way that that emperor didn't like bat an eye the first time around but then once it was broken and restored he was like oh interesting like there's a story here Yeah. yeah and i think to tie in george shrinks like they he was trying to cover up the fact that it was yes. even broken. Yes. He was like, how do I restore this to make it look yeah. like it was never broken? Yeah. But the artist who does this Kintsugi or like the Lord who uses yeah. us, he's like, no, no. I'm yeah. not trying to hide the fact that no. you're broken. Yeah. I know that you're broken yeah. into a million pieces. Yeah. I know that I know the way your heart feels today. I know. Um, I, I know. Yeah. And I'm making you beautiful anyways. Yeah. Like with this stuff. Yeah. And I think it, it just reminds me of like a mini metaphor that we can glean from um, Gideon's story when he defeats the Midianites, mm-hmm. because it says that um, like when they were reaching the Midianites, they were all around like the their camp and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, um, OK, you're going to follow my lead and then you're going to blow the trumpets and break the jars that are covering the torches. Um, and it's just cool because when they smashed their jars, obviously the lights from their torches were then being used and then it brought the purpose of like what they were doing. But had they not broken those torches, um, the Lord wouldn't have been able to use them in the same way. And it's the same with us. Like we have to be broken in Mm -hmm. order for him to use us. Like our brokenness, our weakness is a platform for his power. And like knowing that there is value in our brokenness and in our weakness, it again makes it, yeah, that much more beautiful, that much more meaningful. Yeah. Cause it's like, oh, I'm not just going through this trial because, cause just for fun. Like, yeah. we're, no, we're not doing that. We're going through this season because he's strengthening us and building us in our character and making us beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's hard to say yeah. <laughs> sometimes. It is. Because it's easier to just be like, uh, Lord, can we not? Can yeah. we just not go through this right now? Yeah. And uh and I yeah. But there is purpose in it. Yeah. And he wants to use us and and I think it's a hard reality to face and yeah. to realize, but then just trusting him in it 
and recognizing that he loves us and Mm -hmm. he's going to redeem us and he, he wants to because we're valuable is just so huge. Yeah. And it's a process. Yeah. Art doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Beauty doesn't happen overnight, right? The breaking might happen overnight, but then the piecing together. Yep. Exactly. Takes time. Yeah, it does. Which is hard because we just want it to all come together right now. Yeah. But sanctification is a journey. Yeah. 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 Which is, it sucks sometimes. It does. Yeah. From the human perspective. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. But then recognizing and trusting him and being like, okay. Yeah. You did it before. You're you're the artist. We trust you. do it again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after seeing him. We pray that you go and and make make him known. known.